0: It's that time. Time for the Go, I O Go podcast. The Cowboy Roundtable. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. I'm joined by Ian McMacken, the publisher of Go, I O Go. And two esteemed Wyoming Cowboy fans, Doug Friesen and Bran LaMatre. Well you guys there is the esteemed uh radio audience and uh, they're here so uh guys welcome to uh, another edition of the uh, cowboy round table and uh, got a lot of things on the list here but first let's go around uh, uh, let's go around to you doug how you doing you're out there uh, you're still in Arizona right?
1: Oh, you bet! And I wouldn't be anywhere else like Colorado right now, where it's snowing.
0: Well, you just uh, dodged that bullet, didn't you? So, oh, yeah,
1: it's degrees and I was out playing softball today.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we had some pretty we had some pretty decent weather here in Virginia. How about you, Brand? Uh, you uh, you got snow there in Denver?
2: Yeah, we had a little bit. It was just uh just a few flakes here and there, just enough to get the roads wet.
0: Just enough to get the road well well that's good. You know, we're uh, you probably get some bla- you probably get blasted later in the year. So, you know, might as well just take well, the, the, the problem
2: is is compare that to, you know, seventy degrees sunny yesterday and then you know, cold temperatures today. So So that makes it makes it for, you know, Colorado weather.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's living out west, you know. That's yep. you don't like the weather. Wait thirty minutes, you know. be something <laughs> different. That's right. <laughs> so, Ian, we're uh, we're starting another one here, and uh, we're back from uh, another uh, road trip for the Cowboys. Didn't kind of work out too well, did it?
3: Well, it was a, a disappointing way to lose uh, a game. Um, I think the Cowboys had some opportunities. Uh, throughout the contest uh, to win the game and it's one that they let slip by in some ways um didn't really step up and make some plays on both sides of the ball in the second half and you got to do things like that if you want to win a championship but there's still plenty of football left and as far as i know the cowboys are still in the mix for things
0: well uh i was disappointed i watched it um on uh espn two but uh, and this is my this is my warped um, way of thinking about things. It was a loss. Uh, we did we did not, however, get killed on national TV. So I, I count that as <laughs> a small a small little victory because it seems like every time we get on ESPN, we get uh, they get bunched. So I don't know. What about uh, what about you guys, uh, Brand?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I was I was pretty dang happy all the way up to the. You know, start of the fourth quarter, and then and then just things didn't seem to go their way. And um, you know, like Ian said, that you know there were some missed opportunities. Um, you know, I was a bit encouraged by the two scoring drives that the Wyoming offense put together, because it seemed like you know it was a they were very decent. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know, time eating, you know, clock eating you know, drives and it just seemed like, okay, where did, where did that go, <laughs> you know, during the course of the game and, and the defense played, you know, extremely well, you know, so, um, so yeah, some missed opportunities, but, you know, but still very competitive.
0: Yeah, they were, they were very competitive. And, uh, considering that, um, uh, you know, uh, Boise had gone out to uh, San Diego State and uh, had a really good game against them. And uh, so uh, it gives me a lot of hope, at least, that um, we're not outclassed, or they're not outclassed, uh, at least in the West, we're competitive. So we'll see. Um, Not to um, bring up some bad memories, but uh, why don't we listen to the um, uh, play-by-play and hear some of the highlights. Cowboys traveled to the capital of Smurfdom, Boise, Idaho, to take on Boise State Broncos in Albertson Stadium on Saturday night, October 21st, 2017. Wyoming won the toss and elected to take the ball first. Starting on their 32-yard line, the Cowboys drove 68 yards and 13 plays to score their first touchdown of the game on a one-yard plunge by quarterback Josh Allen.
3: Woods is all alone in the backfield, again up under center. This time, Josh reaches out for the touchdown, Cowboys.
0: After the extra point, the Cowboys led the Broncos 7-0 with 9-15 remaining in the first quarter. The Broncos, on their first possession of the game, drove to the Wyoming six-yard line in six plays. On third and five, Wyoming defensive end Carl Granderson sacked Bronco quarterback Brett Rippon at the 12-yard line
3: rippin surveys has time Uh oh look out and down he goes he's gonna be sacked back at the 12 yard line it was carl granderson who got to him
0: this forced the broncos to try a field goal boise state field goal kicker hayden hogarth missed the attempt leaving the wyoming score seven boise state zero with 531 remaining in the first quarter the first quarter ended with wyoming leading seven to nothing Wyoming quarterback Josh Allen was intercepted by Boise's DeAndro Pierce at Boise's 11-yard line and subsequently returned the ball 46 yards to the Wyoming 43 with 14.43 remaining in the second quarter. Boise's drive stalled at the Wyoming 6-yard line, forcing another field goal attempt by Hayden Hogarth. This time Hogarth connected, making the score Wyoming 7, Boise State 3 with 11.18 remaining in the first half. The half ended with Wyoming leading 7-3. Boise State received the ball to begin the second half and drove the field in 18 plays and 71 yards to score a touchdown on a four-yard run by quarterback Montrell Kozar. The Boise State Broncos took their first lead of the game 10-7 with 5-16 remaining in the third quarter. The Cowboys answered the Broncos score by driving the field on the next possession. 75 yards and 10 plays. Josh Allen hit tight end Austin Fort on a 20-yard pass for this score.
3: Deep in the backfield, he's the only one back there as Allen comes up under center. He's just going to follow Woods, rolling right, looking to throw to the end zone. It's caught. Touchdown, Cowboys.
0: The Broncos immediately answered the Wyoming score with a touchdown following 10 plays covering 57 yards. Boise State quarterback Montel Cozart ran for four yards to score with 10.40 remaining in the fourth quarter. The Cowboys went three and out in their next drive and punted the ball to Boise 36, which was returned 16 yards to the Wyoming 48 by Avery Williams. The Broncos took only three plays to score again on a 24-yard pass from Cozart to Cedric Wilson making the score 24-14 after the extra point, with 8.35 remaining in the game. No further scoring took place, so the game ended. Boise 24, Wyoming 14, leaving the Cowboys with a 2-1 record in the Mountain West and -and 4-3 record overall. We want to thank the University of Wyoming Sports Property and Learfield Sports for providing the broadcast highlights. Well, there you go. That's the highlights, our lowlights, if you want to look at them that way. Um, Well, I tell you what, Wyoming uh, was doing fine in the first quarter, but that that, uh, first possession with that long, long drive seemed to do them in, and uh, they didn't seem to be able to, uh, well, they did generate another touchdown, but um, uh, Boise uh, bested them by two more, and uh, Uh, took a 10 point lead and won the game. So uh, it just seemed like they run out of steam or Boise woke up or something. I'm not sure exactly what happened.
3: Well, yeah, I think um, (laughs) the the big thing was, you know, a lot of these possessions came down to a couple fourth and shorts, third and short uh, situations. You know, you make some plays in those situations, you get the football back, Wyoming's offense on a couple occasions, uh, missed an opportunity uh, to convert and, uh, you know, stem drives out. There is a interception by Josh Allen in the first quarter when Wyoming was inside the 50-yard line, moving the ball with a chance to go up 14 to 3. Austin Fort was open. So I look at a lot of these uh, easy plays, not easy plays necessarily, but plays that if they are made, uh, can change the complexion of a game, the margin of the score very quickly. Uh, but what I see is the Cowboys winning there. Uh, they competed. I think it was going to be the toughest game left on the schedule. Was my opinion, and uh, they went in there and they competed uh, very well. Now you like to get a win. You got to start getting those type of victories. I think for the remainder part of the schedule, I think it translates well that if the Cowboys can fix some things, um, fine tune some stuff, they have an opportunity to be pretty successful in the last uh, part of the schedule.
0: Well, there's a lot of despair. On the board, if you've been reading here lately, it seems like uh, uh, losses uh, always do generate some down and despair and and grumbling. But uh, how about you, Brand? Are you uh, are you in despair here uh, over this loss? No, I mean,
2: you know, when you consider you know, what's what's Wyoming's record against Boise State, and Boise State's been the you know, the pinnacle of the Mountain West for how long? you know ever since they they joined the conference and you know we we suffered some beat downs at Boise State and you know when you look at Boise State's you know their margin of victory to date Wyoming was the lowest margin of victory and so you know I just you know I struggle with that because I I understand where a lot of the frustration comes from on the board um but at the same time and I share some of that frustration but at the same time I also feel like if you start looking at the statistics too much you know you know you just you kinda um you know set yourself up for you know whatever disappointments you know you kind of you kind of make your own disappointment you know um you know I, I remember i commented on the board that uh you know nobody probably expected that wyoming would would pull out the win and and to comes that close and then all of a sudden there's this despair it's like wait a minute he, you know it's kind of kind of a you can't have your cake and eat it too um in and I also go back to what, you know, Bowles said something very key at the beginning of the season, and he said something to the effect that, um, you know, Wyoming needs to start winning games like 17 to 14 or 17-10, low-scoring games. And that was kind of, you know, the, you know an insight of things to come, I think. Of, of what he was thinking and and i think you have to you kind of have to remind yourself of those things so you know so no i'm not i'm not down in the dumps um i'm concerned but you know i think they uh, i think the pokes will you know figure out some things
0: so how about you doug have you given up or are you still in there with him
1: no you know because the fat lady hasn't sung at my house anyway and and yet um am I very nervous about where things could potentially end up of course you know and and, um, and I'm going to take them one game at a time I really feel like um, you know I I don't want to set my goals low I of course I'd love to win the division I know right now we're in the mix for it there's a lot of things that can happen and if we just win out hey it's a no-brainer you know you're back in the division title again however you know now we're, now we're to the upper echelon. If you want to talk about, um, of, of teams, you know, yes, New Mexico and Air Force are down this year as compared to some previous years or whatever, but those teams still find ways to score points unless of course you're New Mexico and you play Fresno. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, for example, you know, what cost us the game at, at Boise? It's just, it's been the achilles heel so far this whole season a lack of offense we had what nine possessions and two scores and two tds a td to open the game and a td to open up the second half otherwise everything else was pretty empty and a lot of those weren't you know terribly long possessions and stuff boise you know hey our defense is much much improved but it's not all the way there yet to sustain it for the whole 60 minutes and Boise was you know one of five in the first half with a field goal, second half they were three of five with three TDs and um, and they basically um, they did those three TDs three three in a row you know three touches in the second quarter or, or the second half and uh, uh, boom you know it, uh, all of a sudden it, it's, it's goes from being ahead, um, seven to three to, to, it's a turns into, it, it stayed close, you know, cause we did get our touchdown, but you know, boom, 24, 14, then that's how the game played out. So, um, we're going to have to play some decent offense against Mexico. I think if we get over 300 plus yards in that game, our defense can equalize that out and we got to win the turnover margin.
0: Yeah. I tell you that, um, uh, we didn't win the turnover margin this time, and uh, Bull mentioned that, and so uh, that was a factor. We had I don't know how many three and outs, but we we had some very ill timed three and outs when we could really uh, uh, needed to get the defense off the field and and, and score some points, but uh, they just didn't um, uh, they didn't have it. It it just seemed like I don't know. It just seemed like that the uh, Josh was off in the second half. He might have been a little bit banged up, a little bit injured. Uh he might have been under a lot of stress, uh you know, from the uh, rush. And so um uh it didn't uh, it didn't look all that great uh at least from my viewpoint. Now, uh, <clears throat> coach Bowl uh every Monday has his um uh, presser And uh, why don't we take a couple of minutes out here and listen to his opening remarks at the press conference this past Monday.
4: After extensive review of the Boise State game, um, you know, it's a disappointing loss. But quite frankly, going in, um, I knew and our coaching staff knew we were going to need to really play well in all three phases of the game. And... uh, couple things that I felt like were going to be really important for us to, to win the turnover margin, which we did not do. As a matter of fact, we were on the losing end of that. We're going to need to create some field position off of special teams, which we did not do. thought we played well at times defensively and well at times offensively, uh, but you're not going to defeat a, a good team like that on the road uh, by not being uh, dominant in those areas. So couple things Uh, after the game. Connor Kane will be lost for the year. He broke his ankle, uh, which is disappointing. Um, And so um, I think we'll be healthier this week. Uh, Tyler Hall will be back. We did not have him return kickoffs. We didn't feel like he was quite at 100%, but he'll be back. Uh, Johanna Gaffan did not play, but the indications that that I've been given is – it's likely that he'll play this week, and so uh, we've got a big challenge playing New Mexico, a team that has had their way with us uh, the last several years. Uh, offensively, they present a, a major challenge. Um, kind of a trend, they play two quarterbacks, um, and you know, I had a chance to meet Jordan during the uh, media days. Really impressive young man, and know Tabaco really well. Was in his home. And those guys are both uh, exciting players. I think their offensive line is excellent. Uh, They do a nice job in the running game, but where they have improved uh, is their ability to throw the ball downfield. Defensively, uh, penetrating defense, uh, um, multi-fronts, a lot of different pressures, and so that's going to be a challenge for us as well. Uh, We're excited about playing the game. It's homecoming. There's a lot on the line. Uh, While we were disappointed we didn't come up with a tough road win, we have got an opportunity to come back this week against a good New Mexico team, and uh, we're playing at home.
0: So that was – Coach Bowl in his opening statement acknowledging a lot of the things that um, we had discussed. Uh, I do get the feeling, though, with uh, Coach Bowl that um, he's he doesn't ever give the impression of panicking or frustrated or uh, anything like that. Uh, it seems like it's um, a process with him. And um, even though the things are not going perfectly for him, uh, he seems to be pretty steadfast. I, I don't know. Do you guys get that impression?
3: Yeah, I absolutely do, and that's one of the th- things I like about Coach bowl is that he has this process that played out with North Dakota State, and you know he's very, like you said, very steadfast, very focused. Um, just because uh, something hits a bump or an obstacle comes in the way, he doesn't derail uh, off the tracks when something doesn't go right he believes what he's doing and because of that that's why i have a lot of confidence or have confidence the cowboys are going to be able uh, to get make these plays uh, down the stretcher with these remaining games and get some victories i think they're going to come out with a great game plan against new mexico i think they're angry about what happened last year at new mexico i think that's serving as a big uh, motivation this week uh, coach bowl staff has never beaten New mexico and I think a lot of that starts to add up for a very focused week uh, for the Cowboys going into that game.
0: It's interesting you said that he was talking about facing uh, New Mexico's offense, uh, as, as you know from last year's game, and uh, he was asked about that.
4: Well, I think the biggest thing, and, and a lot of it uh, does not uh, get stated very much, their offensive line is an excellent offensive line, and I know we talked about their skill players. I think they've really made strides with their offensive line, and they had a good offensive line last year. So they established the line of scrimmage, and uh, they create some seams in there, and that allows those running backs to get going. Uh, What is probably different this year as opposed to last year is their ability to throw. I mean, they were really, really one-dimensional last year, and you're you're seeing their ability to throw uh, more so this year. Uh, You know, they came back against Colorado State and really had a heck of an opportunity to to win the game, and it wasn't so much – Uh, what they're doing on the ground was through the air. And so that's going to stress us as well. And so their ability at wide receiver, the skill position, and then once again, their offensive line, you know, they're averaging over 400 some yards, a total offense. And so they're a prolific offense.
0: So he's uh, acknowledging that they're um, uh, a good offense. Uh, And so uh, I'm a little concerned about that, Uh, but we're at home. So maybe – uh, maybe that's uh, not too bad uh, what do you think doug
1: some uh, yeah sometimes some stats can be misconstrued obviously if you're putting up 416 a game you know then you have some potential there and everything um you know i recall some of the years when wyoming had teams that were averaging over 400 yards a game and then came up against a real tough defense that. had uh, a really tough time scoring points and gaining significant yardage, you know, in, in comparison to the, where the stats are. And uh, the one thing I've watched in New Mexico games uh, a couple times this year is um, is if you can at least reasonably hold their running game in check, you, you can potentially stalemate them. I mean, New Mexico isn't the most spectacular pass defense team or whatever, but they'll, they'll still cause... Um, frustrations for an offense that's not executing effectively and I, I think that's going to be the sum of it when it comes down to it in this game is which sides of the ball execute the most consistently as a team both offense and defense I, I guess that's the the bottom line in every game but it's going to be particularly key in this game with, with new mexico
0: yeah and um uh they have that option. This is another option team. Uh it's a little bit different, but um they are going to the pass more uh, more than they had in the past. So uh that's a wrinkle that uh, we're gonna have to watch out for. Uh now uh they ask uh they asked Coach Bull about his defensive game plan versus New Mexico.
4: Well it's significant overhaul. Um, you know I, I think uh, you know we got really uh, we had a good plan coming in but we certainly didn't execute the plan and, and that comes down to experience and execution of our players every year is a new year we have we spent a lot of time this summer and uh, you know, that was a game that was an Achilles heel uh, for us and so we've worked really hard uh, with that but uh, you know it'll be interesting as during the course of this week uh, to see how that uh, game plan gets implemented.
0: Yeah, he was asked about uh, the game plan this year uh, versus uh, uh their performance last year. So uh but they do seem pretty focused uh on there, I think that the last year's game really caught him uh, uh caught him on the chin. In fact, uh, Josh Allen was asked about that. And about using the last year's uh, beatdown as a uh, motivation.
4: Uh, obviously, we want to pull you know, the, the feeling that we had after
5: the game from last year um, into this one. I know last year we landed in New Mexico. And as soon as we landed, we uh, got word that we were going to in championship game. So um, maybe that news might have you know, led us to leading our guard down and you know, not uh, fighting for the game like we should have. Um, but this year, you know, it's uh, the game that we need. It's the game that we need to get. Um, it's a home game, homecoming. You know, it's a bunch of these different scenarios that um, really push the team to win. so, you know, the maturity on this team is going to uh, lead us, you know, hopefully to win Saturday night. we we got to be prepared for this
0: season. It leads me to wonder if um, they have enough flexibility in their offensive planning uh, to get away from the run first aspect and maybe do a little more passing and get josh out there do uh, you think that's a possibility
2: um i i hope so um just to just to show if anything that you know there's some you know there's some creativity there um you know i know uh you know on the message board our offensive coordinator uh, vegan you know he gets he gets his share of it, you know, on the message board, and uh, you know. But uh, you know, as a guy that you know educated himself about football, I never played the game, and it's only in the last couple of years that I've really you know tried to look at you know how you know plays are formed and everything. And and when a you know a newbie like me can can go up, I know I know we're gonna run here. Or I know we're gonna, you know, uh, you know, throw a little slant pass out to the out to the flat. Or, you know, when when I'm kind of able to, uh, you know, say I think I know what we're gonna run here, and then uh, and then yeah, that's the play that's run. You know, that's that's a little concerning to me. But I, you know, but I again I, I kind of also go back to you know what does Coach Bowl Want to run? He wants to run. You know a power offense. You know running attack. You know the the run sets up the pass. Um, but the the difference is is you know in times past at North Dakota State, he had the personnel that could execute that, and then it looks brilliant when you know they beat you know Kansas State, you know, or or they beat a Division One team but if you have the personnel, you know, I can't say that, you know, from what I've learned, if you have the personnel, you can execute that offense. And, you know, and, and, it, and it looks, you know, fantastic when it's executed properly. But, you know, I think this year, because we're kind of reloading, you know, it, it's, it's painful at times to watch. And, and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I hope they're a little more creative this week and uh and we see, you know, some of those awesome Josh Allen passes.
0: Yeah, that's um that's what I'm hoping. Uh they are a run first team and uh, they mentioned that um I think out of all the if you go down through the uh, play-by-play uh statistics that you can get off the uh, game stats, uh a majority of those uh, first downs were Uh, runs and a lot of them didn't make more than two or three yards. And when you're also putting yourself behind the, uh, you know, behind the uh, eight ball with that, uh, it makes it really hard. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they can get away from that. uh, uh, Or conversely, if uh, they stick with it, they can make it actually execute this time. Well,
2: I I think that, you know, it, it, it's not a big deal if you do run first, but you're getting three or four yards on run first. Right. And then, you know, second down, you can, okay, well, you can kind of open things up a little bit. You know, maybe we do, maybe it's another run play. Maybe it's a, you know, a pass play, you know, you can kind of keep things guessing, but you know, you've got to make something, you know, good out of that first down if you're going to run.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh you know, yeah. And, uh, we got used to, um, Brian Hill, uh, certainly, uh, uh, doing that on a lot of occasions running first and, uh, making, uh, uh, big yardage on the first down or even a first down, uh, uh, off his run. So, um, we just don't have that right now. And that's not putting a knock on Trey Woods. I think that he's going to be, uh, uh, a pretty good athlete, uh, but um he gets stuffed a lot of times and i don't know if that's line play or if he's just not used to uh, finding the right angle or what's going on there but uh, uh he's having his difficulty of course all of our backs were having uh that difficulty uh throughout this season so far so oh boy i don't know it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be a process but i tell you what uh, one guy one guy on the game uh, that uh, came, uh, came and answered the bell was um, Austin Fort, a kid from Gillette who had been at Wyoming and then uh, left for a year to go play quarterback in California and then came back. And um, uh, they asked uh, Josh about him, and uh, here's what he said. I really think that uh, we're going to see a lot more of him. in The last four games, uh, he had a really good catch there for the TD, and uh, uh, Josh really does like using his tight ends, if uh, last year was any indication. So uh, maybe this will be um, maybe this will be a uh, helpful.
3: Yeah, Josh, uh, or Austin Ford was a player that the coaching staff talked about quite a bit during the summer. Um, he's a little bigger than the other two tight ends. He's a little bit more athletic and he certainly passes the eye test when you see him in uniform. And he was actually, uh, on a couple of routes was open versus Boise state. Josh missed him on that one ball. He floated out and got picked off. And then, uh, he may have been open on a couple other patterns. So, Sounds like, listen, Josh Allen, he's a player, uh, a target that he wants to use and utilize. And boy, it would be great to have him step up and actually uh, make some plays for the Cowboys here in the next uh, remainder part of the schedule. Um, catching that touchdown pass was certainly a big catch by him and might be enough to you know get that lid off for him.
0: Well, I tell you what, I had the chance to speak to Austin Ford and ask him about that. Why don't we listen to our, uh, to my interview with him? We've got Austin Fort, junior tight end, University of Wyoming, uh, joining us today on the Go, Iowa, Go podcast. Uh, welcome, Austin, to the Go, Iowa, Go podcast.
5: Thanks for having
0: me. Well, I uh, wanted to talk to you because, uh, unfortunately, you had the uh, loss at uh, Boise, but for yourself, personally, you had a, um, uh, uh, a landmark, uh, your first touchdown Pass reception as a Cowboy. How did that uh, How did that feel?
6: Uh, well, it was a really fun moment. And uh, like my first career touchdown. So to get behind the defense and, uh, you know, have an opportunity to make a play was great. Like you said, uh, the bottom line is that we weren't able to finish out the game. So, you know, that's uh, the most important thing. But uh, for me personally, you know, it was a great experience and just a great start.
0: Well, uh, you have a, had an interesting career at Wyoming. Of course, you're one of the Wyoming kids uh, on the team, Wyoming uh, players, I should say. Uh, yep. But you did, uh, you did take a slight detour. You came as a quarterback, and then you went off to uh, uh, Chabot Junior College. Am I saying that correctly?
6: Uh, Chabot in uh, Hayward, California.
0: In Hayward, California, and you went off as a quarterback. Then you decided to come back. What was the the mechanics of deciding to come back?
6: Um, just realizing that uh, I wanted to be with my teammates, uh, you know, my family to me, and uh, just realizing that uh, where I was, where I wanted to be, regardless of, of what I was doing there, and you know, I was fortunate enough to uh, be able to sit down with Coach Ball and get a second chance at it.
0: Well, we're sure surely glad that you did come back. Uh, now you've transitioned from a quarterback uh to a tight end. Uh how did you have any experience as a receiver before?
6: Um, uh, a little bit, not not a whole lot, but uh, the transition, you know, has gone well. I put a ton of work into it and uh, you know, credit goes to my tight end coach, Coach Claiborne, who's helped you know, helped me with all the technique and getting me ready to play.
0: Now, you were uh, injured a little bit earlier in the year, so this was actually your first chance to really get to see some field time. Is that right?
6: That's right, yeah. I've only played um, two games. So my first game back was Utah State last week and then uh, and then Boise uh, the other night. So uh, just uh, you know, my my first targets came this weekend, so it was a good experience and just looking to build on it.
0: A heck of a way to start, Uh Start the season, uh, literally speaking, for you. Um, well, you've got you've got a uh, interesting game coming up uh, at home, finally against New Mexico. Uh, they had their way with the Cowboys last year. Uh, uh, how is your perspective on this game? What are the things that you guys are uh, looking at to try to try to do this time?
6: Well, first and foremost, you know we have a new defensive team uh, compared to what we were doing last year. That you know, we believe will help against the, their option offense. Uh, you know, that was a huge impact to the game last year. And then, uh, offensively, just, you know, we're going to break down the film and look for opportunities. They've got a, a physical defense that's, uh, athletic and they, uh, they like to, you know, move around a lot and throw some different things at you. So we'll, you know, look to be disciplined in the run game and get our pass game going as well.
0: Well, it, uh, must feel, uh, awfully nice to get back home. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks since, uh, Wyoming's it's played back on uh, back in Laramie.
6: Yeah, yeah, it's been. A, we had a little road stress there, but uh, finally get to, you know come back in front of home fans, and uh, it's homecoming this week, which is exciting, and we're going to expect to have a, a big crowd and a lot of support, and and uh, go get the win.
0: Well, uh, Austin, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, I want to wish you good luck this weekend against uh, New Mexico, and uh, let's start padding that uh, touchdown total if we can.
6: Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, and uh, thank you for joining us at Go Wild Go. And uh, here's wishing you good luck for the weekend. All right, thank you very much. And that was my interview with Austin Fort. Uh, uh, really, a nice young man. Um, really interesting story about you know him. Him uh, obviously knowing that uh, the quarterback position was kind of taken and uh, wanted to go out and pursue that. So he we went out to California, but, you know, he told us that he realized that he wanted to come back, and I'm glad he did. I, I, he's a great athlete, and he's a great um, advertisement. What am I, what's the word I'm looking for? He's a great promotion for Wyoming kids to play at the University of Wyoming, and I think that is something great.
2: I think the word you were looking for is Austin Ford is a great ambassador for Wyoming football, the state of Wyoming. You know, it's always, you know, great to see, you know, Wyoming kids making, you know, contributions to the football team. Right. I mean, you know, you you couldn't ask for more.
0: Well, I think that Bowl has, uh, owing to his experience in Nebraska where they have a very, solid um uh, walk on program uh he really does pay attention and i think that uh, pays dividends when you have these kids like this uh, uh we've got several players uh starting that are from wyoming and i think that that really really helps uh build support around the state
3: well when coach Bola came in he said he really wanted to pick up the recruiting in wyoming and the, as you mentioned, the walk-on program just added to that ability to maybe bring a few players in that uh, earn scholarships and be good players in, in the long run. Certainly, I think they got at least two commitments for the 2018 class from the state of Wyoming now. And uh, Logan Harris is a starting center from Torrington. Nobody expected him to uh, jump in and be the starting center. Uh, coming from Torrington, they knew he had some upside ability but Austin Fort was a you know certainly a a big pickup for Wyoming uh, when we first initially got him remember a lot of people were very excited to get him as a quarterback and now now he's a tight end and he's a he's a really good athlete I'm telling you this guy is a once he gets going and gets comfortable and gets in sync we're going to see a a tight end that I think Wyoming fans hopefully will see tight end that has that ability as any tight end that's played at Wyoming in a long time.
0: Yeah, and we have him for one more year. I think he's a junior, right?
3: That's correct.
0: Okay, so, you know, um, uh, we don't know if Josh will be with us, but uh, uh, we'll always uh, always need that experience. Um, so uh, for you guys that are in Colorado there, um, you, Ian and uh, Bran, uh, I had an interesting interview uh, this uh, afternoon. Uh, you know, we, we know him as Douglas Polk on the board, but uh, his name is Jim Ennest. And him and a couple of other guys have organized, uh, uh, it's, it's almost kind of become a tradition uh, called Cowboys in Colorado. And they have quarterly meetings. And uh, he and I uh, talked this afternoon about their next meeting coming up Saturday morning. Uh, so if you're in Colorado, you can stop off and go to the Cowboys in Colorado breakfast and then head on up to the game let's listen to my discussion with uh, uh, Jim well we've got a, a special guest to the go Io go podcast James anest who is a loyal cowboy fan down in Colorado and uh, Jim uh, I understand that the cowboys in Colorado are planning another meeting that's right Jim
7: Loveland area but it's uh, I-25 and exit 254 but everybody around here and even everyone up in Wyoming for the most part knows where Johnson's Corner is.
0: Well yeah that's um that's a nice little truck stop off of I-25 in fact uh, I was there a little while ago just shortly before I drove from Colorado back to uh, back east into the Iowa game so I was uh, I was there, and I was marveling at the pastries there. They they certainly have a uh, selection of pastries, don't they?
6: Well, they certainly
7: do. And you know that we are probably one of the very few, if not the only club in probably the whole United States where you can go there and have, as an appetizer for our breakfast, your selection of those famous cinnamon rolls. So we always have... Uh, a large pan of uh, cinnamon rolls that we just hand out for free uh, for whoever wants uh, a cinnamon roll before they sit down and have uh, a normal breakfast.
0: <laughs> well, those things look like they're about as big as a dinner plate. They're huge. Well,
7: they're as uh, some people think they're the size of a manhole cover. But, uh, <laughs> they certainly are, are large and.
0: Now, do you have any uh, special guests or speakers uh, this time around?
7: We do. Uh, We're real lucky to have uh, what I think is one of Colorado's foremost uh, sports writers, and that is Woody Page. And as you know, Woody um, wrote for many, many years for the Rocky Mountain News, uh, which is now closed and no longer publishing, and then was over at the Denver Post for many years. And now he writes uh, guest columns for the Colorado Springs Gazette. And uh, Woody has always been, I think, very favorable and very uh, pro-Wyoming in all of his
6: writing.
7: And more importantly, from what I understand, he's dating a Wyoming gal. (laughs) So uh, his uh, affinity to Wyoming now has increased substantially.
0: Well, uh, I'm sure she'll keep him straight as far as the Cowboys go.
7: always been very favorable to Wyoming athletics, and, and we're really looking forward to his insight about, you know, the sports scene that he has written about in the front range in Colorado, the various universities, and certainly he has some great stories that he can share with us about the University of Wyoming and, you know, the games that he has witnessed.
0: Now, uh, generally speaking, about how many people show up for your uh, meetings?
7: Well, we usually are anywhere from forty-five to eighty or ninety. So we expect this one should be a pretty good turnout. So we're, you know we're planning somewhere in that sixty-five to seventy-five range for Saturday.
0: So just for the record, it's this Saturday, October twenty-sixth. Is that right? What is Saturday?
7: Well, that would be the 20th. I'm looking at my schedule right now. No, that's October
0: 28th. 28th. Okay, yeah, got to get it right. So Saturday, October 28th, Johnson's Corner, and the time again?
6: 8 o'clock.
0: 8 o'clock. Okay, so uh, anybody who's in the area, and in fact, if you're on your way to the game, uh, y- you could probably stop up there and have breakfast and then go on up to Laramie, right? Right. It'll
6: uh,
7: make for a, a great uh, day of Events, especially for all of us down here in Colorado. Uh, you know, we have people that come up from Colorado Springs and Trinidad that stop at Johnson's Corner. They have breakfast. They then head up, uh, you know, up to Laramie. So uh, uh, that's kind of now a tradition. We're going into our fifth year of this, and uh, so it's you know, been something that a
0: lot of people are looking forward to. Well, you've actually, uh, what, incorporated the name or uh, something I saw in your email there? We had to
7: do that just to protect the name, Jeff, because we were getting some concerns about the name being used. So we we, uh, trademarked the name here in Colorado. And more so is because there's also an effort underway right now to uh, uh, start the second chapter of Cowboys in Colorado. And that group will meet in the Denver uh, Tech Center area, um, probably alternating months uh, so they don't conflict with the meetings up in northern Colorado.
0: Well, that'll be nice for uh, somebody who doesn't want to make the trip all the way up to Johnson's Corner. Uh, in fact, that'll expand the, the Cowboy brand across the Greeny State, so that can't be a bad thing. No, I,
7: you, know, you can see Cowboy fans all over you Uh, logo on the back all the time or the license plate holder indicating they're a University of Wyoming alumni or a member of the Cowboy Joe Club and and Jeff, it's not you know it's fairly regular that I met the local grocery store here and I run into some Cowboy fan and it's happened several times that we sit there in the middle of the aisle or stand there in the middle of the aisle and talk about Cowboy sports for an hour or so before we up what we're supposed to be doing there.
0: Well, you know, it's really amazing. I'm out here in Virginia and I'll wear my cowboy gear on occasion. And uh, it, uh, you know, in the shopping mall or someplace like that, uh, occasionally I'll get stopped and somebody's either from there or uh, went to school there. So we're all over the place. We might be small, but we're all over the place.
6: Well,
7: the thing, too, Jeff, is that we're very unique. quite curious about Wyoming, the University of Wyoming, and, and there's, we're a real loyal group, and there's not many of us. and So when we see someone that has the brown and gold on, you know, we certainly reach out to them and try to you know, see where they're from and, and find out a little bit more about them. That's what makes being an alum at the University of Wyoming such a great thing.
0: Well, that's true, and uh, it, uh, it's a universal thing. And uh, I really, uh, I really appreciate you guys' effort uh, organizing down there in Colorado. And so, I want to encourage anyone who's listening to this podcast and is in the area to make the attempt to go. And uh, one of these days, one of these days, I'll be in the area when you have one of those. And uh, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, my chance to get to go.
7: Well, we'd love to have you. <clears throat> I don't know if you're quite at the level of Woody Page yet there, but uh, we uh, will certainly list you as one of our guest speakers, Jeff, so you're always
6: welcome.
7: <laughs> in fact, I think we uh, sent you a uh, a charter T-shirt of Cowboys in Colorado a couple years ago.
0: Yes, and I wear that proudly around, so uh, I've worn that around here. So, yes, thank you. That was very kind. Well, Jim, thank you. Uh, and, again, I encourage everyone out there uh, – In the Colorado area, and even in uh, Wyoming, if you want to take a little detour to to Laramie, uh, get down to uh, Johnson's Corner this Saturday, and uh, uh, we invite uh, and hope that everybody gets down there.
7: Well, Jeff, thanks so much for having us on here. Uh, I look forward to seeing you at the next game sometime next year. I'm not sure when that's going to be. What's your plans for next year?
0: Well, right now, uh, I have circled the Colorado State game because, as you know, my business partner uh, is down there in Denver, and uh, his wife is a Colorado State grad. So, wanted to get a chance to see that new sheep's pin. So, uh, that's pretty much, I think, what we're going to do.
7: Well, great. I look forward to seeing that, and I was going to mention that this is a an interesting year for me. I One of my bucket list items, Jeff, was to, uh, to attend every single Wyoming game in any one calendar year uh, for at least football. And so far I'm on pace to do that. I've uh, hit all the away games. As you know, I, I ran into you at the Iowa game. Right. And just got back from Boise. So the last one on the list now is uh, San Jose State. Forest is virtually a home game for us down here because that's only about a 20 minute drive from my home so uh, at Forest down here at, the, at Colorado Springs is virtually
6: a home game so that's an easy one
0: well it looks like you got it pretty well covered then that's good um, let's see what do we got on the road we got we've got uh, as you said um, uh, San Jose uh, and um, Mexico's here uh, Air Force is there, so there's your two. So that's two remaining. So there's no other uh, away games than that, right?
7: That's right. So I've just got to hit the San Jose State game, and uh, I have my ticket booked, and so I'll be out there along with the other eighty-five fans from San Jose. So,
0: <laughs> well, that's our it'll idea. Be a good day,
7: and, uh, but anyway, it'll be a good day on Saturday as well, Jeff. And once again, thanks for your help with uh, promoting the efforts of what we're doing down here in
0: Colorado. Anytime, Jim, just let me know. And uh, thanks again, and uh, again, I encourage everybody to go. So, Jim, we'll uh, see you, and uh, hopefully we can get you on the uh, Cowboy Roundtable one of these days.
6: Right. Uh, I had a,
7: kind of a conflict for for tonight, but uh, we'll do it for next week, and uh, we'll talk about uh, the big victory we had over the Lobos.
0: All right. Very good. Well, thanks a lot, and we'll see you later then. All right, thanks, Jeff. Take care. That was my um, conversation with Jim and Est Cowboys in Colorado. Uh, now, Brand, have you ever gone to one of those meetings?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, you know, uh, funny thing is, is I, I actually like to think I gave Jim the idea for the Cowboys in Colorado because um like in 2011 when i first met jim we had just moved down here to centennial and on the message board i had just joined the message board and that season i had asked um you know hey who's who's got a local viewing party or who's going to go to a bar and you know in the uh southern you know part of denver you know uh you know, you know, I'd like to meet up with you guys. And, and Jim, you know, uh, answered on the message board and said, here's where we'll be. And it was him and, and his, uh, buddy (laughs) at this bar. And I showed up wearing a, uh, Cowboys in Colorado t-shirt. And I got that t-shirt off of eBay for seven bucks. (laughs) And, and it had the old, you know, uh, like the nineties colors where they change the gold to that kind of like tannish brownish kind of color.
0: Yeah. The primary gold.
2: Yeah. And so, um, and that's what the, the t-shirt, the original t-shirts in, in those colors. And, you know, Jim loved that idea. And he, you know, he says, you know, what would be awesome is if we had a get together for Wyoming fans that are in Colorado, and and then he just took it from there, and he said we're meeting at Johnson's Corner, which is fantastic because it's right in, you know, CSU's backyard, <laughs> and you know it just kind of grew from there, and uh, and it's a great it's a great time. I mean they they do a really good job of. Uh, you know bringing in some you know colorful speakers and and you know we had uh, Kevin McKinney um, I attended one time when uh, when Kevin McKinney was speaking and you know he does he does an awesome job and and you know the thing that really in my mind is is so awesome about it is is it's so grassroots and Wyoming fans are really good fans. You know, they tend to travel well, get consider- all considering. And, uh, you know, you know, uh, my parents, they've kind of joined the bandwagon. They're from western Colorado. And they've bought season tickets. And, you know, they've gone to, uh, uh, you know, away games like at Washington State. And they're wearing their Wyoming garb. And people from you know, Wyoming fans just come up and, you know, just start hugging you, you know, and it's a, it's a really good group and it's a really good fan base. And, you know, a lot of there, you'd be surprised at how many fans um, Wyoming has in the state of Colorado.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's, uh, uh, I know a lot of people who had to leave Wyoming to find uh, work after college. So yeah, we've got a really solid fan base down there in, in Colorado, and I think Ian, you've gone to, um, you've gone there uh, numerous times, haven't you?
3: Well, Jim's done a really, really good job with that, and those some great words from Brand there. Really appreciate that story, Brand. Um, I've gone to some of the viewing parties. Um, I think the chapter getting uh, opened up here in the South and the Tech Center. Uh, I'm not that far from the Tech Center, and that's going to make things a lot easier. Uh, for me and I know a lot of a lot of my uh, friends here in the area um, so I think it's great that they're going to rotate that uh, between Johnson's Corner down here in the tech center which will make it uh, more convenient to get over to more of those those events but um, yeah it's a, it's a great way just to get that Wyoming fan base um, uh, together and it's, it looks like it's been going really well and and it's it's a good thing that's really what this whole thing's really about.
0: Well, we certainly encourage anyone who's listening to this podcast from Colorado uh, to uh, check it out, especially if you're going to drive up to Laramie anyway. You know, you could just start off a little bit earlier and get yourself a good breakfast. They've got a nice breakfast there at uh, Johnson's Corner. I can say that from personal experience and um, uh, get to see uh, some Cowboys and then get on up to Laramie to watch the game. And so I encourage anyone that's in that position to do that. So, um, well, uh, we've been at this for almost an hour, and so I guess it's about that time. And you guys, you've been around. You know what you know what that means. I'm gonna reach over here into my little uh, office refrigerator and pull this out, and uh, there you go. There you go. Ah, uh, yes. Another another one in the can. Another cowboy round table. I want to thank you guys for um, joining us. Brand uh, uh, down there in Colorado. Thank you. And uh, Doug down there in Arizona. And of course, I am the publisher of Go Wild Go. Uh, You guys are great, and I really appreciate uh, you sharing your uh, passion for Wyoming Cowboys. And uh, we'll be back here next, Well, we come out every Friday. And uh, you can get us on iTunes. You can uh, subscribe there. You can get it right from the website. You can go to um, uh, uh, other locations to uh, get it on the web. Just uh, Google it. So... Uh, thank you again. And uh, all right, here we go. There you have it. Go Wild Go podcast, Cowboy Roundtable. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. I've been joined by Ian McMacken, the publisher of Go Wild Go. Brand Lemaitre from Colorado, and Doug Friesen out there in Arizona. <inaudible> the Cowboy Roundtable <inaudible> Go Wild oh, Go Podcast is a production of Jackalope Bridge Media in connection with the GoYOGo website. All rights reserved, and we want to thank University of Wyoming Sports Property and Learfield Sports for the highlights.